They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Pashery. I'm here once again with my good friends, the voice that runs the place. Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the European champion, hailing from Bangor, Maine, until someone from Maine downloads the podcast, Alo Aaron Lloyd, and once again, last minute edition, Josh Prep Aguina, welcome back to the show. Good to be back. Yeah, shook, good to have you. Shook things sure. up, huh? Shook things up, yeah. We had, we had, we had our own superstar shakeup, or shakedown, depending on how you look at it. Uh, before we get into that... Just want to tell everybody, if you're listening to our show right now, do yourself a favor. If you like any wrestling outside of WWE, give the Falls Count Anywhere podcast a listen. It is the newest member of the Matt Madness family, hosted by Derek McCauley and Russ D'Agostino. Also, House of Hardcore, showing up in Philadelphia on April 22nd. We will be there early at the Icons of Wrestling Festival. We're going to have a table set up. If you listen to us, if you want to stop by and meet us, we'll be there. We'll be glad to meet you. We'll probably be more excited to meet you than you will be to meet us. Uh, and if you see us at the show, you know, don't hesitate to say hello. Pictures free of charge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. The only free picture you'll get in that place. <laughs> that is very true. You won't have to pay a thing. Or autograph. Or autograph. Yeah. Even get in now while it's cheap. Even though I hate my, <laughs> I hate my penmanship, but. Well, Alo, you got what? Ten days Ten to work, days on, work it. on it. <laughs> Ten days to put in some honest work <laughs> yeah. on your, your penmanship. Uh, so, yes, hopefully we see some people at Icons of Wrestling, at uh, the old ECW Arena, or at the House of Hardcore show. Uh, what else did we have? Well, we had the Superstar Shake-Up this week. Uh, they announced last week we need we had a Superstar Shake-Up. I don't know <laughs> what anybody else thought of this. I- I'll say this. Everyone knows I've been hard on WWE fans in my time on the show. At times I've been hard on WWE creative. Coming out of WrestleMania, when I felt like, okay, these guys really invested the time, the effort, the energy into putting on a great show, making WrestleMania feel like a special event, I don't know how they come back two weeks later and put the least amount of effort they possibly could have into changing rosters. They literally did nothing. They just had guys just show up on the other show. There were no trades. There was no talk of like trying to acquire guys. It was just like, ah, I'm here now. Mm-hmm. I was very annoyed by that. I feel like it just... They could have done anything, and they did nothing. Well, they didn't handle it well back in the day because they would just have that random lottery system mm-hmm. thing. So, And they would call that a draft. And when it really wasn't a draft, it was just a lottery setup. But, and it was, it was selected at random, but... Like, how can you really do this? The way you pointed out was the best way to do it, but they they didn't do it that way. You mean like with them trying to acquire guys to their brand? Yeah, trying to yeah, trying to recruit guys and things like that. But this is probably the next best thing. This, no matter how you see, this is better than that whole lottery random lottery thing they did. Yeah. Now, prep before I get your thoughts. Um, the other thing that I thought could have been good is the draft was what July last year, like mm-hmm. July nineteenth or something like that. So we had now. April, May, and June, where they could have said, we're going to change up the rosters. You know, I'm giving free license to Shane and Daniel Bryan, to Stephanie McMahon and Kurt Angle. Shape these rosters the way you want to. And we could have got like a three-month build of them one year from the draft. Now, maybe that's too long of a time. 
I don't know why it had to be done right now. They could have taken time and used that as storyline. Like, you know, maybe Shane goes over to Raw one night and is talking to Sami Zayn. Or maybe Sami shows up on SmackDown one week. I feel like they could have done it that way. Well, in 2002, when the draft first happened, a few months in, there was Vince, would, oh, Vince said, uh, hey, you think the grass is on the gr- green on the other side, then jump. And mm-hmm. that's what happened. It was for maybe a two, three month thing. People just randomly started jumping. And they actually kind of built storyline out of that. So yeah, that, if, if you're telling people, go to whatever side you want, that does tell a story. But just saying we're going to have a shake-up and acting like, oh, you know, the GMs and the CEOs or the companies have been uh, in talks for the last week. It's like, no, they weren't. Like, they, they gave us no evidence of that. Not at all. So, yeah, Prep, what, what, what did you think of it? I, I know you weren't happy with it, but I'd like your specific I want to hear this. reaction so, thoughts to it. I was not happy with it. Um... Monday was really rough to watch. Just <laughs> like I said, last week we were so excited because we were gonna get Shinsuke Nakamura and The Miz potentially, <laughs> and then we tune into Raw and the first thing you hear is John Cena's music. I knew immediately. I'm like, damn it, The Miz is coming out. I was like, The Miz, come on! I wanted him on SmackDown, so he comes out, and that just threw me off. Yeah, I was upset about that. And then you get. Dean Ambrose, the coldest character mm-hmm. that WWE has had in a long time. You went from being so hot to like just cooling off yeah. completely, and devaluing a title even worse than Dolph Ziggler right now. Like, <laughs> Say that's saying something. It is. Yeah. The, Look at the Dolph later. The only thing that they made reference to as GMs talking to each other was when Sami Zayn came so out. And he's like, so what am I doing? And it's like, well, there's a lot of interest. It's like, Have we heard that so A lot of interest. <laughs> that was the only evidence of that. I mean, don't get me wrong. SmackDown comes around. KO gets, you know, put on the show. Fresh matchups everywhere, in my opinion. You do get but, that. Yeah. But to me, it was like a wasted opportunity where you could have done something entertaining. Exactly. And they just didn't do it. Like, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was waiting after the main event on Monday, you know, because to me it was sold. AJ's coming yeah. to Raw, and I'm like, oh, this show would be hot at the end if he just comes out. And then they hit Chris Jericho's music, and I'm like, that. Ah, well, I think I got Bray Wyatt, and I was like, they're not getting AJ. Yeah. The, I guess while we yeah, review the show, weird. we'll get into those well, things. We'll but, get to oh that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, superstar shakeup. So we have going to Raw. The Miz and Maurice. We had Dean. We had Kurt Hawkins. Huge acquisition for Raw. Uh-huh. Uh, Bray huge. Wyatt. Apollo Crews. Kalisto. Slater and Rhino. Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. Kalisto really? might be the most underrated. Kalisto had to be Raw. there because he's doing nothing. Yeah. He's up there with Spectre, he, he because he's because he'll get to join the cruiserweight division. Yeah, but they just they didn't give him any fanfare. It was just like, oh, also today Kalisto <laughs> well, came over to Raw. Last time he gave him a mic, remember? <laughs> well, that's true. He did a bunch of things. Do we all agree that the biggest jump was Alexa Bliss? For yeah. me, yeah. Like that was the most meaningful, most For impactful. Me, yes. I think you got the biggest. She got the reaction. biggest pop. Yeah. She felt like the biggest star. Yeah, because um, I always said, well, going back to last year's last year's episode when the draft happened, I said SmackDown was going to get the guys that needed to be developed, mm-hmm. and they succeeded with Alexa Bliss because, in a 
in, in, a, in a whole other world, you would think she would get overshadowed, but by Sasha and Bailey because they're their bigger names. But she actually looked at looked like she belonged there and took the spotlight off of both of them. Yeah, I do have something to say about that when we get to it. We had the Roman Reigns interview <laughs> with Michael Cole, which didn't last very long. It was a very babyface interview, <laughs> but Braun Strowman absolutely annihilates Roman Reigns. Points at which I was legitimately cringing. I was too. watching it. Yeah, it was it was painful to watch. When he slid the big, whatever it was, the equipment box into his face. When he rolled him off the ledge in the stretcher. I mean, obviously topped off by him flipping over the ambulance. And I, I was kind of stuck between two things. One being like, okay, I know he's not really doing this. Trying to figure out how they actually physically had him do it. Also, at the same time, the other half of me was like, wanted to believe that it was true. Like, you couldn't believe it that he actually yeah. flipped his ambulance over. So, I get cheesy camera angles aside, mm-hmm. this segment was awesome mm-hmm. because clearly Roman wasn't on that thing when he mm-hmm. flipped yeah. him over. Yeah, that was my question. I was like, I don't think Roman was on that. To me, that's somebody. the more painful thing than yeah. getting flipped over in an ambulance. Yeah. But that's just me. I saw that and I was like, good lord. But obviously, you know the camera angles. Mm-hmm. But still, it was awesome. It did. It got him over with me so, so high. Yeah. Ayla, your thoughts? Top baby face in the company right yeah, now. Ron Strowman. Strowman. Did you see the petitions? Trying no, to get him fired? <laughs> <laughs> did he get thank you, Strowman? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Strowman. But people would like try to like legit get this guy fired because he had Roman Reigns. <laughs> so, yeah, we had thank you, Strowman. We had Roman sucks chance. And then we had a you deserve it chant, meaning Roman deserved <laughs> yeah. it. But my favorite part about that is, like, you guys don't realize you're still making Roman Reigns the most important part of the show by yeah. doing that, by reacting that way. Mm-hmm. If you didn't react to it, they'd be like, you know what, maybe we need to shift gears a little bit. But nope, you're, like Roman said last week, they're eating right out of the palm of your hand. So they they can call, they can try to play him off as, oh, he's really a heel, just presented a different way. But he's getting the biggest reaction on the show. With that babyface interview by my, with Cole. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, you're just going straight back to like the... <laughs> that's what I said. The cookie cutter babyface stuff. And then that happened. I was like, well, that was awesome. <laughs> I'm not really going to complain at this point. Hopefully he comes back with a little chip on his shoulder and with an edge. I, mean, I think he has to, right? Yeah. Like, how do you... He's not going to come back goofing around after that Mm-mm. and smiling and making stupid jokes. Yeah, but, but what is he going to... Like you said, like... He had the Undertaker thing. He came back. He, he came back and ate the crowd up. "Quote unquote," had him eating at the palm of his hand. Then he comes back and does this with with Cole, the typical babyface promo. But what are you gonna get when he gets back? Like, what is he gonna be? Well, he's gonna get booed like that even more. Maybe. I mean, I don't know if they're just trying to do everything they can to get him as reviled as possible. I'm not sure how long he's gonna be out though. He has a possible separated, mm-hmm. <laughs> like possible cracked ribs, yeah, and internal injuries. Internal, injuries. very specific internal injuries. Yeah, and he'll be back next week. <laughs> yeah, he'll be back next week. No selling it. <laughs> or have like tape around like his upper body. Uh, yeah, because yeah. you have to assume like this is going to be a stretcher match or ambulance match at payback. Uh, presumably, and this is the, this is basically another way for Strowman to lose, but just got by pinfall. Now, here's my question to the two of you. Do you think WWE is looking at this like, we got to do something to get them sympathy? Or do you think that they're just like, we'll just do this and these people will go nuts over it? I think like, where, Which just, side do you think they fall on? In my opinion, I think it's just a way to get them off TV until payback. A week. 
that's, that's a week. Is it? Yeah, payback's in two weeks. So two and a half weeks now, but yeah. yeah Monday be two Are weeks. you expecting him on the go home? No. So you don't think we see him until payback? Until payback. Do you think they'll play it up like who knows if he'll even be there? Yeah, they'll probably have like a segment at the hospital. Where he's like, <laughs> the the medical center, or whatever they call <laughs> the it. Me and the Roman Empire, <laughs> and a Superman punch Braun Strowman into the ambulance. Yeah, so, yeah, but this is basically a way just to get um, Strowman a, a loss. That's not by pinfall, make him look weak again. But because you can't have Roman face Strowman to get Strowman after he just beat the Undertaker and have him lose. Or so I would argue. That that's about the strongest they've made anyone look since Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker and John Cena. Has anybody looked stronger than that no. aside from that? No. So here's what I think they're planning to do. They're planning to have Bill Goldberg come back and beat Braun Strowman. <laughs> <laughs> or they could they could just I think Bill could use the rub from, from Braun Strowman. <laughs> they could give Strowman a push and have him go against Brock, but after the superstar shakeup, I don't even think Brock's going to be on Raw. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, we had Seth Rollins talking about how he's not going to leave Raw without a fight. Kurt Angle comes out, says, hey, there's always, Stephanie wants you gone, but there's always a place for you here. We officially got the beginning of him and Samoa Joe. So, prep Samoa Joe, Seth Rollins... Where does this thing go? And are you excited for this? So, I think the I feel promo, like this may end up being bad for one of them. He is so unnatural as a babyface, <laughs> it's not even funny. Like, it, hearing him talk as a babyface is terrible because I just want to boo him because of his whiny voice. Mm. I think he needs to talk less and just work because that's what gets him over. That's what gets him to cheers. It's the yeah. fun stuff that he does in the ring. So, if he just says, like... Look, all right, we stayed the king. Now I'm coming for you, Samoa Joe. That's it. You know what I mean? That's the o- that's the only thing he has to say. But oh, ha, you guys ha, ha, helped ha, me. I missed I missed the laugh. Terrible. I missed the laugh so much. I still miss the blonde streak in his hair too. Yeah, he should probably get that back. The figures look a lot cooler with it, don't they? Yeah, I do miss that Seth. Yeah, the smug laugh. Alo, I mean, this is gonna have to end bad for one of these guys, right? Yeah, like, I have, they can't I, both come out of this thing looking. I don't have much to say about this, but this is kind of like Seth was like the male version of Bailey <laughs> for me. Yeah. It's just like okay, like what, what, what? Okay, we know you don't want to go anywhere. You beat Triple H, okay? And then Kurt comes out, and then you get the con- continuation with Joe. You know, they're gonna, they're gonna have their match at Payback because I said last week that um. But we want to get a payback because of Balor coming back. So Seth Rollins has more of a great with Finn Balor. So, I mean, more of a great with Joe than Finn Balor does. Mm-hmm. So we can get that whole Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe thing. Because I thought Seth might have been ended up going on SmackDown, no matter, even though Kirk said he wasn't. Yeah. Because I was, I was thinking, I was like, okay, if you move AJ, then you can afford to send um, Seth over there. Because I don't think they're ready to have Shinsuke as that top face because you still got to build him up a bit. Do you think it's possible when Steph comes back, they trade him for AJ Styles? I, I don't think they're going to I mean, I don't trades. think it's likely, but... Didn't they drop a line on SmackDown saying you'll see more in the weeks to come? I think so. Other than, other than just the New Day? Because I, yeah. I know they showed the New Day highlight mm-hmm. right after that. Well, and they said uh, who, whoever wins in the at payback for the U.S. title is going to be the one that's on SmackDown. Yeah. So there's still a chance that we get Kevin Owens on Raw. Hmm. Uh, uh, I don't think so, though. 
Because I, I, I assume Owens is retaining oh, that award. No, he, yeah, for sure. But I'm, title, I'm just saying. Just go back to Raw. Exactly. That's title. what they said on, you know, they said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we had, yeah, I don't. Uh, this is going to be a good match between the two of them. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. going to put on a great match. But th- this could actually be like Roman, where whatever he does leading up to the pay-per-view is like, meh. But then it gets to the pay-per-view, and the match is great. And he kills it, yeah. Yeah, so it, it could be like that. But but you're right. Like, Seth Rollins should not be out there trying to, like, lead the cheers. Yeah, and... That's not his personality. It's not, It's not. but, like, that's that, my thing. That's my problem. Like, you hate Roman, but they're doing the same thing with Seth. So what do you hate Roman for? But because he can do a Phoenix splash. Exactly, you love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which makes no sense. Like even even at um we were at WrestleMania, we we were at the chicken spot mm-hmm. where the guys were talking about, oh, I don't think Roman connects because he didn't work on the indies. So what? Who cares, yeah. <laughs> but who cares? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. WWE, you you only allowed to do what WWE basically tells you to do. You're you're only allowed to do certain things. Like you can't blame that on him. Right. That beat on indie doesn't really mean anything. Like, isn't I that forgot like the Rock had this player? huge indie run. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But like, are you gonna hate a baseball player because he was good enough to jump to the major leagues? Like. He had, like, a 30-game minor league career, and he was good enough to jump up to the majors. Like, no, it just means he was good enough. Yeah, not every guy who's going to be in WWE is going to have an indie career. Exactly. Some guys get picked up because they see them and like, hey, we could do something with this guy. Let's bring him in. Baron Corbin is another guy that has started to turn the tide where people are cheering him. He didn't have an indie career. Yeah, he was just a boxer and a football player who they signed that went to NXT. He couldn't have been in NXT all that much longer than Roman was. Yeah, and then another thing is what people don't understand is with the Performance Center, WWE, WWE, they're slowly going get away from that whole indie thing, like dragging Ring of Honor, like dragging big Ring of Honor name guys. They may drag a couple of them just to actually like give some name to recognition sell tickets. to sell tickets. But the the Performance Center, that's going to be. The homegrown talent. Mm-hmm. So that's where you get most of your talent from NXT and to the, and the future of the company. That's what you're going to get. You're not going to get all these top indie guys like you like you've gotten the last two three years. Yeah, it's kind of silly the whole thing. Uh, Finn Balor. We had a quick Finn Balor vignette. He had a match with Jinder Mahal, who Ginger. looked like he knocked him out at one point. That's the reports. He could, well, he the report is he had a concussion. I buy it. Concussion. Yeah, that was a too. rough. Well, I saw like. So I was kind of not super paying attention to this match. And I look up, and I see him get dropped with that forearm. And I'm like, oh, he's really sold that. But then they showed a close-up on his face. Yeah, I think he won the match. And he had, like, a big red mark over his nose. He had, like, a big red mark on his forehead. And I'm like, yeah. it, that doesn't look good. Yeah, even when he did the coup de grace, even mm-hmm. when he did it right. I was yeah, like, he didn't get a lot of height on yeah. it. He, he looked out of it. when yeah. that, And he did. Like, like, he got drilled on the jaw. Yeah. And landed face first on, face, on the mat. Yeah. So I do believe that he has a concussion. Hopefully it's not anything serious where he's out for an extended period of time. Obviously I hope they are cautious with him. But, yeah, that sucks. Because he did, he did look like his face was pretty busted up. Mm-hmm. That leads to Bray Wyatt on the Titantron. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes! And no. <laughs> now we, so now we already know Bray Wyatt is going to lose the House of Horrors match. At oh payback. my god! Do we know that? I'm pretty sure. And then he's gonna just lose to Finn Balor when they eventually. Oh my god! Right, can I take this first, please? Go ahead. <laughs> oh my god! This I laughed so hard. Uh, like I, I, 
like I rolled my eyes and laughed because okay. you knew this was the death of Bray Wyatt. <laughs> yeah, or? I'm like okay, because you know I'm no fan of Bray Wyatt, but I've actually come around to God for the last few months since he actually mm-hmm. been a prime position on SmackDown. Because SmackDown, you only only have to go out there for five minutes. Raw, you got to come out, come out for 20 minutes and cut a promo. Mm-hmm. And we know Bray Wyatt just says the same thing over and over again, just, just using different words and using yeah. big words to change it up. And then you say him to Raw, and now, now the world top, the WWE top is being defended at payback. Mm-hmm. And the quote-unquote the quote-unquote presumption, when you come up with a crazy match, it's your match, so you automatically should win that match no matter what. That's how you book it. So, you're telling me that, and, and then the thing, SmackDown won't have, like, if they didn't, like, if they just, like, this whole shake-up, it should have happened maybe after payback, first, first of all. Wasn't it sort of weird? It's similar to, we had a pay-per-view coming up, like, that was going to be right after the draft. Mm-hmm. So we had the draft where we knew where everybody was going, and then we had, was it Battleground? Yeah, it was Battleground, year? yeah. And all these people from different shows were having matches with each other on that show. But like, it, this is weird. No, but see, they were ending their own feuds. And then but the then SummerSlam was a combined, it was weird, because, like, we're splitting the brands, but it's like the next yeah, two pay-per-views, yeah. everybody's on the same show. Yeah, but that made more sense, because you were ending your feuds, and then you go to your show, and then you start fresh. Mm-hmm. So they moved Bray Wyatt to Raw, and the match with Orton is still on. So... Bray Wyatt, apparently Bray Wyatt is not going to win. That's from our, that's that's from our, us presuming, mm-hmm. assuming that he's not going to win because that means SmackDown won't have a title. And then I had this crazy theory about, okay, what if Brock goes to SmackDown? But the, I know the uh, the smarts are going to say, oh, but the Universal Title's red, so mm-hmm. who cares? Yes. Who cares? So what? Because like, yeah, okay. the WWE Championship isn't blue. Exactly. 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 But my thing was, I'm like, okay, so. Why are you going to have this on the payback card? That, that was my whole thing. But we're assuming that, let's say Bray Wyatt does lose. So, and then he's going to come back to Raw and face Finn Balor and do the more st- stupid supernatural stuff. And you know this is going to bring the Demon King out. Mm-hmm. And you, we, we all know the Demon King isn't losing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we all know the Demon King ain't losing. So he's going to basically be going to vintage Bray Wyatt mode mm-hmm. and just be a job, job out to another top star and beat nothing again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's about what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I think of it. I'm not thrilled about it. Bray Wyatt. Look, I was excited when Bray Wyatt won the title. I was like, this is something new. He's going to do great. And then, I don't know if it's creative just shitting on him or like he just shits on himself. But this is like the worst possible thing that can happen to him. Mm-hmm. Go to Raw where you got all these great guys who are clearly better than you. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you talk and how creative you are. You know what I mean? And now they're going to put him in a feud against Finn Balor and expect him to get over? No And way. then on Raw, yeah. like when he was SmackDown, you could say he's probably the third biggest name. On Raw, he's at least the fifth or sixth biggest <laughs> name on the show. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't do him any favors to be put on Raw. Especially like, in the position he's being put in. I don't even like Bray Wyatt, and I'm defending the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Oh Maybe they, they want to make him the sympathetic baby face, and they want us all to feel bad for him for getting buried on Raw. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But we had we mentioned The Miz was on Raw. He showed up as John Cena with Maurice. He got booked in a match with Sami Zayn. I don't know how long... Well, no, it's not going to go on long at all because <laughs> Sami Zayn's not there anymore. But I will just say this. I'm a little disappointed we won't get to see Sami Zayn anymore with Kurt Angle. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> so good. 
Seth just being the most annoying guy, or Seth, yeah, Sammy, I said that because he looks like Seth Rogen to me, but Sammy Zayn being the most annoying guy ever, and Angle just having no patience for Well, we get him with Brian, but I don't think Brian is better than Kurt Angle. No, no, <laughs> Kurt really sells it, Kurt just the expressions on his face, uh, Sammy got the win, he countered the skull-crushing finale, I guess that's a good way to go out in his Raw career. At least for the time being, is with a win over the Miz. <laughs> I pop up Corey Graves when Miz threw a recent away. He's like, "That's a great uh, line." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the things you have to love about the Miz, like her adding her, did wonders for him. Not that he wasn't doing well already before she came up, because he had really started to fire on all cylinders. But adding her took him to a whole new level. Yeah, it did. Because of him hiding behind her. Uh, him get you know the, them kissing each other in the ring and calling themselves the it couple it just annoys everybody that much more. Uh, I just I just hope since they're on Raw now because I hope since they're on Raw they could like continue to like grab the brass ring and break through the ceiling because the problem with Raw is well, well we we always compare Raw and SmackDown Raw is basically a three hour commercial mm-hmm. and SmackDown felt like more like the real show and I hope they let them kind of like continue to break break through that glass ceiling and not just become. An ad, an ad, an ad, like like Enzo and Cassidy, because yeah. like, we know how we know how important the Miz is to WWE television, and we, he could sell any superstar and anything, ba- anything basically. So I hope they let them continue to act, actually be more be as real as they were on SmackDown, and not just kind of sh- wore, wore them down, wore them down a bit. We talked either last week or the week before, I think it was the week before, about the handful of guys who can kind of get away with anything, get away with the stuff that the other guys can't get away with, like. I think the Miz has gotten to that point where I think they just trust him. Like, go out and do what you're doing. Like, we trust that you're going to do a good job. It'll be entertaining. You'll get booed, and you'll make people care about whoever you're facing. So I, I do think he, we probably can worry about him a little less than we have in the past because I think they realize, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. Let's just let him do it. Yeah, because he's, he's one of the only – he may be the only one on the roster that can actually go out there for 20 minutes and actually be entertaining. Yeah. And you're not get tired of it. It you you cool with him being on Raw or no? Well, the, the Shinsuke thing, I know you're disappointed about. So yeah. am I. I'm bummed about that, but we don't get the Miz on Talking Smack. <laughs> yeah, that is a big loss. Well, maybe he'll make Raw talk good if they maybe, want to bring yeah, it back. I guess we'll see. Listen, it's not. The Miz isn't going to be missed on Talking Smack. Or Talking Smack isn't going to miss The Miz. The Miz is going to miss talking smack so you, because now they got Kevin Owens stuff. and all these other fun guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Kevin Owens. Are you worried at all about the Miz being on Raw or not really? Uh, no, I think he could still be a top contender. I think so too. Do we do we see a world title in his future at any time in the next? Not on Raw. Not on Raw. <laughs> okay, I don't think so either. I think on SmackDown we all saw it mm-hmm. happening at some point, and now I think. That dream has died for the time being. Uh, yeah, universal title nowhere to be seen. When do we see the universal title again? Probably after payback, going into Extreme Rules. Yeah. When Roman gets when Roman gets rid of well, that's another thing with this whole Roman thing. It's like who's going to challenge him? They keep they talk about the two and twenty three and two, mm-hmm. which, which which was a great segue by him yeah. last week. We didn't mention it. So when are we going to get that? And who's does his first challenge we want to be? And then another thing was, we get to smack. I'll, I'll wait till we get to SmackDown to talk about that part. But mm-hmm. like, like what is this? <laughs> like, I'm confused. <laughs> even Smack after SmackDown, I was even more confused than I was on Monday. Yeah. 
Yeah. A lot of stuff. So, I'll give her all this. It was more, I thought it was a more enjoyable show than it has been for most of the last six months or so. But there was just stuff happening where I'm like, I don't quite get what you're going for here. Uh, Women's division, for instance. (laughs) We get Bailey coming out to uh, thank the fans for helping her win at WrestleMania. Or no, wait, Sasha came out first, right? We thought Bailey was going to come out. Mm-hmm. Sasha comes out, says, I have unfinished business. She calls her just Bailey, where it's like, oh, it's going to happen. Bailey comes out, thanks the fans. Sasha says, you know, you had your WrestleMania moment, Bailey, but that moment is over. I'm like, here it is. And then Alexa Bliss's music hits. And it's like, okay, this is awesome that Alexa Bliss is here and she's getting a good reaction. But it's like you completely just undercut Sasha Banks. Like, everybody's been waiting for this heel turn that has never come. You feel like you're about to get it, and then they just completely knock it aside to bring in Alexa Bliss. One, did either of you guys see Alexa Bliss coming in at that point? And Ayla, I'll go to you first. Were you expecting to get the full-on heel turn there? No, because when they said a segment, I'm like, okay, this is where we're going to get Alexa Bliss. Because we have the, we got that, we'll talk about that that match it, um, from Charlotte and Nia mm-hmm. after this. But after they said it was a segment, I knew we were going to get Alexa Bliss no matter what. And like I said, SmackDown, they did, they were, when, in, when the draft happened, SmackDown got the guys that needed to be built up, mm-hmm. and they succeeded above and beyond Alexa Bliss. Because go back from a year from now, well, a year before or a year earlier, you would think that she wouldn't, she didn't even deserve to be in the ring with them. Yeah. Because even in NXT, when it was just Bailey and Alexa, the crowd was saying, "You're not worthy." Mm-hmm. And then when um, Alexa fought Bailey for uh, Bailey as the first challenger, but she shined brighter than both of them. She even owned them in the ring on the mic mm-hmm. on, the, on the ring. It's not hard to own Bailey, but it, it's kind of Sasha on the main roster. It's hard. It, it's easier, but Alexa looked like she belonged there. Mm-hmm. And I like her shooting down, saying this whole thing is weird because it really, it really is weird. Yeah. But I do like how everybody's kind of undercutting them, yeah. undercutting Sasha's tail turn because it's like, okay, when's it gonna come? And it's like, uh, here we go. She gets undercutted again. So, like this heel turn, it, it needs to be barbershop slash festival <laughs> friendship worthy because you you keep, you keep undercutting it for a reason. So it has to be like that built up. And like you say, her call, call, um, Colin, Colin Bailey, it's just Bailey. Mm-hmm. It's like another shot, another another kind of small jab, but it's not because even Bailey's, Bailey's, Bailey's being the stupid baby face, like mm-hmm. not even acknowledging it. Like Becky was on SmackDown exactly. for like four months. Yeah, no, and no, be no. like Charlotte, like Charlotte, you cheated. Why you cheat, Charlotte? Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's like you call me just Bailey. You keep throwing jabs at me for no, oh, oh, um, for the last two months, and I'm not. And you're not say, even saying anything about it, which makes no sense to me. Yeah. And then Mickey James comes out. I'm like, okay, now Raw actually has a whole women's division. I'm like, okay, now we can get some interesting things. And now Nia Jax comes out. It's like, okay, lays waste to the women's division. Literally <laughs> laid waste to the queen. We'll get to that. <laughs> but it's like, okay, we have a whole new women's division on Raw, and I'm actually interested now. I don't know what we're, what we're gonna get at pay, at payback. I'll be interested to see. Uh, hopefully not another multi-woman match because we just had a sec- that was a segment with five women. So mm-hmm. hopefully we don't get that again. I hope not. Now, Prep, do you see that they have a logical reason for undercutting Sasha's heel turn? Or do you think this is just them, it's just happening? I think it's just happening. I think, like Alo said, it has to be something that, like, it has to build up. 
And I think, yeah, we're expecting it, but I think there's a long build that's going to happen before. I, I even so you think, trust that they're going to actually follow through on it. Trust I the process. Do, I trust <laughs> the process for sure. I, I think it's not even going to be for the title when they when she does finally turn heel because it's. I think it's going to be, oh, she loses the title and Sasha comes out to help her and then turns on her finally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, and Nia looked like a monster. I, she killed Mickey James. It was yeah. like when Braun Strowman killed <laughs> Roman Reigns. <laughs> she almost well, she knocked him off the ramp. Yeah, <laughs> she literally almost killed Charlotte twice. Oh yeah, she did. Charlotte landed on her face like Finn Balor <sighs> mm-hmm. from a higher distance. She did. So, what did you guys think of of that match though? Her just going over, not much, not much more than a squash, really. That kind of solidified that Charlotte was going to SmackDown yeah, for her way out. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I mean, I, I figured that's what was going to happen. It made sense. Her getting submitted by Sasha the week before, then her getting beaten clean, and then making mention of it was a clean win for. I'm pretty sure Graves mm-hmm. said it that she won clean, or maybe Cole said it. So when they said that, I was like, yeah, she's definitely gone. Yeah. If they're, if they're specifically saying it was a clean win. Yeah. Um, and it gets her away from Sasha. And you can get back to go back to her and Becky. You can get her and Becky numerous times, and then when Nikki Bella gets back, you can get her and Nikki Bella. Just holding, just new things, and you can when you when you can go back to all the older things. It'll still be a little bit more fresh. Wait, I have the best feud. Mm-hmm. You get the one Hall of Fame daughter against the other Hall of Fame <laughs> daughter, and put them in a match. <laughs> you put them in a tag team match? Or no? <laughs> nope. Okay. Just one on one with the Undertaker. With the Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, I. So, do you think Nia is now kind of their crown jewel on Raw? Because they acted like it. Is yeah, she the Braun Strowman of the women's division officially now? She should be, and I think she is. Yeah. Do you think she's ready to live up to that yet, Halo? Well, they've been building up as that dominant monster, even going back to WrestleMania. It took three women to pin her to beat to beat her. So, and in laying waste of. Three of the four women. I love Alexa Bliss just pushing Sasha <laughs> and just, oh gosh, just yeah. staring down, staring up at Nia Jax yeah. like, yeah. And that look she gave <laughs> after Nia walked out was great. Wait, let me give some time mm-hmm. to just praise Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. She is awesome. Because in the time that she has been on the main roster, she's leapfrogged Bailey and Sasha yeah. on the mic. Yes, she lacks in ring work. But her character work is so good. Yeah, she's yeah, the, yeah she's the best one. She's been the best one mm-hmm. on both shows. I mean, I still contend that Sasha Banks from like late 2014 through 2015 in NXT for me was the best women's character that I've probably seen. That's when she took the headband, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah, yeah. It, that was the culmination of her character <laughs> yeah. before she officially graduated. That was so good. When she took Izzy's headband, I was so happy. I'd love to see. It that was that. Bit. It was her coming out with the Charlotte, do it with flare shirt, but with do it like a boss, do it like a written boss. over it. Yeah. Uh, it was her mocking every other every other person's signature. Uh, yeah, she was. She had a, a very memorable title reign like that. That was the golden age yeah. of NXT. And she, had the, and she had the best matches. Yeah. yeah, she had the best matches on every show. She got every woman she was in there with. Like, if you ask, what was Charlotte's best match in NXT? It was probably one with Sasha. Oh, in general. Yeah. yeah, Becky's best match was that takeover match mm-hmm. with Sasha. Bailey's two best matches, I think, were the match two with Sasha. Match of the years, almost. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think she got the most out of everyone. Her character was great, and they just never figured out what to do with her on Raw. And I don't know if they ever will. I think they're just scared to let her just 
be her. Why do you think that is? I'm not sure. Well, really not. <laughs> well, trust the process, and like it's coming. We don't know when it's gonna come, but like I said, it has to be like pretty epic. But you do believe that they will do something epic. For the it. way they're treating it, it's like okay, it's gonna be like built up frustration because it's all about with Sasha. It's all about the title. That's all she wants is the title, and she keeps she keeps throwing these silent jab, these little jabs at Bailey. But no matter what, it's about the title. And the way they're just like, kind of like every time it's, you think it's gonna happen, something just interrupts it. It's like okay, yeah. the frustration for her is gonna build up, and you can actually get like it has to be like big, right? <laughs> like, it, well, I I agree that it has to be, and it this is really egregious if it's not. I'm just I'm feeling very uh, unsettled about it. Now, obviously, we all know how biased I am when it comes to the topic of Sasha Banks. That's Juan's um, girlfriend. Yeah, Juan. <laughs> <laughs> C. <laughs> uh, Dana and Emma, anything anybody want to say about that? I said last week I want to see them together. I like this. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm high on this one. I really do like this because like her reading the book had to be your own yeah, bonus. Her reading I, it, I thought that was great. It was it was good. Like I think like Dana could actually like show some personality out of this. Actually, be kind of funny. Well, that's Wait, the did thing. you see Emma's she tweet? Have pers- I didn't know when she said she should be reading wrestling for dummies. Yes. <laughs> yes <I didn't> <laughs> that. <laughs> that's awesome. No, but she does have personality. Like that was one of the things that. That, uh, like drew me to her at NXT. I was like, she actually, when she would do those interviews backstage and like the, the head pat and things like that, she was very good at that character. And then the fact that she is a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. yeah, was she the best like in ring technician? Absolutely not. And she acknowledged that. Yeah, but she had like a different style from everybody else. And I thought she she could have some good. Like I thought she had a, a good match with Oscar. Oscar was it Oscar's yeah, first Asuka. match? Asuka. It was Oscar. Takeover. I don't remember which takeover. Respect. It was. When Oscar killed her, yeah, I, th- I thought that was a good match, and she she did great. Her and Emma did great heel work mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. match, so I, I would like to see it. But this could be something interesting for the two of them to do at least, and it may get Emma back in the ring sooner rather than later, which we've all been waiting to see. Yeah, we get and we could possibly get two to three women, two to three women storylines. But I I, like her, her reading the book, I just thought it was hysterical. It was, and I was like, all right, she's so good at personality. This may actually be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have some faith faith in it. Uh, U.S. Championship. Actually, we may wait on that because that'll actually segue us into the into SmackDown. So I'll, I'll go back to that tag team division. We had the Club and the Shining Stars against <laughs> Cesaro and Sheamus and the Hardy Boys. What was Elias Samson doing there? That was my favorite part <laughs> of the segment. Really? I wasn't like the Hardys came on. I'm like, oh, that's cool. They give him pyro and Matt Hardy's doing like. The best of Matt Hardy right now, <laughs> but then you hear Michael Cole like, "Wait a minute, what? What is this, Corey?" And then you hear Corey Graves, like, "Oh no, so not bad. again!" So like, bad. I, in my notes, I wrote, "I was the best part of that segment was El Vagabundo." <laughs> El Vagabundo. Yeah, how are you not going to pay that off? <laughs> Yo, that put him... Like, I was excited to see him when I saw him on Raw after seeing him at NXT. So even time. as Elias Samson, you were cool with it? Yeah, and then during the women's match when you just see him walk across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he was walking around... The, like, if, yeah, um, it was early in the night. Yeah, he was just walking around the entire ring. You would see the people, like, turn to the side. Like, what's going on over there? He was walking through the crowd the entire night. I, uh... It's odd that he's getting called up. Because we even were saying about Apollo Crews, like how are you calling this guy up when he re- you really haven't done anything with him on NXT? He he didn't even, they didn't even left with Elias Samson. And he was hurt for most of the time. He was there yeah. too. Yeah, I. Uh, but the El Vagabundo thing was awesome. Has that aired yet? Yeah, yeah. last week. Last week. 
Did you watch it or no? Yeah. How did it, it come across on TV? Just as good as it did live. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're in the rust and they like it. I'm like, like but that really? worked. They didn't, on the episode, they said they didn't like it. I'm like, but that works. It works. Oh, was this on their show this week? Yeah. Okay. It was on a new episode. Full Scott Anywhere podcast. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> like, no relation. No, good say no relation. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Only for Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. We're related. Po- podcasts are related. Podcasts are related. Doesn't work for everything. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I was like, how don't you like this? It was fun. Because, like, there's certain things in wrestling that works. We'll talk about the revival, too, mm-hmm. in a minute. But, like, mask eyes and being delusional, that works. <laughs> yeah. No, that the, and the mask was so bad. <laughs> he kept having to like kind of like pull it together underneath his chin. Yeah, yeah, it was great. The, the promo or whatever, the interview, whatever, whatever you want to call it, was awesome. I kind of was hoping they would run with that a little bit, but I'm curious what they do with him on the main roster. Like, I'll be okay him. if I just see him walking like in the background. Oh, you were at this show too, the, the February show last year for NXT. When he was outside. Apollo Cruz, right? Yeah. And that was actually a really good yeah, he, match. He could wrestle. Yeah. But you didn't really see him have matches like that on NXT television. Yeah, I put him with the right person. And the, the other thing I'll say, uh, when at the Performance Center visit, uh, Nick Lendl, who has been on an episode of Unsanctioned, uh, independent ring annou- best ring announcer on the independent scene, Nick Lendl, <laughs> um, he's from Pittsburgh. So is Elias Sampson. Uh, and Matt Bloom is also from the Pittsburgh area, and he actually told Elias, like, oh, we got a guy here from Pittsburgh, and he started talking to him. He was, like, a really cool, really nice guy. So from that aspect, I always always was rooting for him because I'm like, this is a, a good guy. I hope he succeeds. Clearly, the drifter was not getting over. People hated it. And so I, I hope they can find something good to do with him on Raw. I just yeah. I don't really know what to think. But... It may be off to a good start. That was your favorite part of that segment. I loved it. I, I just thought it was so funny because there was the rumors that him and Andrade San Almas are coming up. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that he, they finally showed him, I was so happy. Yeah. Like, just because of when we saw him at NXT that one time. Yeah. Awesome. Under a mask. Mm-hmm. If it was him. Yeah, if it even was him. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to know. Although he was unmasked. So he's like, no, but then he's like still like... Yeah, I thought it was great. I loved it. Uh, We had the Revival beat the New Day again in the New Day's Raw Swan Song. They took out Kofi Kingston last week and then ended the run on Raw for the New Day as a whole. As I would say the biggest fan of the Revival out of the three of us, you've been on board with them from the beginning. Are you could you have could they have done anything any better with them for the start of their main roster career? I don't think so. I mean, you guys tell me. They they feel like huge stars to me when they come out. Like, I feel like the commentary puts them over and make a huge deal out of them. And they prove it in the ring. They're, they're some of the best tag workers that the WWE has on NXT or WWE proper. You know what I mean? They, yeah, for a, for a tag team that's kind of like no frills, there's nothing flashy about them. They do feel important when they come out. And then a novel concept... Commentary actually tells you the things they're supposed to tell you about them to make you see them in a certain light, which they don't do for most of the other talent. That's To me, that's one of the biggest things that's lacking is commentary doesn't know how to paint the picture of these people. That's, that's probably a big part of the reason why a lot of the fans 
don't view these guys the way WWE wants them to is because they don't allow you to. They don't paint the picture for you. Like I said, Byron Saxton cheering on Roman Reigns, that does not make you want to be on Roman Reigns' side. That makes you want to root against Well, speaking of that, we got to sit through David Otunga for three hours now on Monday. Uh, uh. <laughs> but Byron was good on SmackDown. No? Uh, he was better than I, he I thought they did. I thought they did pretty good together. Yeah, because SmackDown's on a, th- a two-hour commercial. <laughs> he was better on SmackDown than he is on Raw. And uh, I would imagine David Atunga is only going to get worse. <laughs> Can it get Probably. worse? I don't know if it could get worse, but I get. I would guarantee you he will test the limits of how bad he can get. I, I hope he's like Byron and just keeps quiet. Well, he kept quiet on SmackDown but got destroyed. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do think that they really did a great service to the Revival, the way they've debuted them. They beat, you know, the tag team in WWE twice in a row. And now they do. They feel like a very important tag team on the Raw brand. Way to shout out to Xavier for saving that finish because if he didn't sell oh, the way he did, that would have looked really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Him just like laying on his face with his yeah. like in the scorpion <laughs> pose for like three seconds. That was good on Xavier for getting them over. Because yeah. that finish could have went really bad. I think he's a very underrated worker, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Xavier Woods a lot. I think he's a lot of fun to watch. He's good in the ring. His character his character is always excellent. He's always in character. The only the only misstep that he had was it was that was the worst I've seen him do that elbow drop from yeah. the rope. Yeah. But I think he was just too far. Yeah, I like how he landed on his knees. Yeah. Anything he could do to get the elbow there. Yeah. So he's Tamina. Yes. Or Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Shane always like gets like the tip of his elbow gets to the guy on the table. Uh, we had the cruiserweights. Uh, Aries versus Neville is going to be at payback. We had Neville convincing TJ Perkins that Austin Aries <laughs> has taken all of his opportunities. So we're getting... Uh, some version of a heel out of TJ Perkins, which seems like a as unnatural as you feel like Seth Rollins is as a babyface. <laughs> TJ Perkins is even more unnatural as a heel, Wait. at least from what I've seen so far. Let me reference my notes again. Okay, who cares about this TJ Perkins heel turn? <laughs> <laughs> I did for a second because he was approaching Apollo Crews territory instead of smiling. All he did was dab. Yeah, that's what it was. Like, okay, here's something, but I was like, then I, I saw the promo. For two or five live before once before SmackDown went off I'm like, yeah, this this isn't real. I, I can't buy this. Yeah, it's unnatural. <laughs> I didn't like it. Wait, did anybody see that text I sent you? I was listening yes. to this other podcast and the guy says, I bet heel TJ Perkins dabs even harder. <laughs> Wait, there are other wrestling podcasts? Apparently. <laughs> we're not the first one. I'm not one. gonna say their name, but <laughs> But we're not the first one, really. Not at all. I thought we started this whole thing. Yeah. Oh. We are the premiere we did that. wrestling podcast. <laughs> we did that. Uh Air Aries, yeah. Aries takes the loss. Because actually, I enjoyed that him going off the top rope and Neville taking exception. <laughs> it's like no, I'm like basically I'm the only high flyer here. He costs Aries the match. Uh, TJP attacks Aries afterwards. Did anybody watch two hundred five? Either of you watch two hundred five live or no? No, no. I think he walked out with Neville because he did beat Jack Gallagher, I believe. Did he? Um, yeah, cruiserweights. I, from what Derek has said, 205 Live is getting better every week. I guess they're building characters and stories. Everything I've seen on 205 Live match-wise with Brian Kendrick and Tozawa, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I may I may dip 
my toe into the 205 Live pool one of these weekends coming up. It's like 42 minutes. Yeah, and, if, it, if, it's, it and if it's worth it, then I, I'll, I'll invest the 42 minutes. And from everything I'm hearing, it's getting more and more worth it as the weeks go by. They're doing a better job of building the show up into like an actual show. Yep. Uh, we had the U.S. Championship. Dean Ambrose showed up on Raw, bringing the Intercontinental Championship with him. He basically, I guess it wasn't a title for title match, but he had a match with Kevin Owens. I thought it was a good match. Um, Jericho comes out, hits the code breaker at the end. What do you think of Dean Ambrose on Raw? Doesn't need to be there. He doesn't. Is it good at least that the Intercontinental Championship is there? Because I feel like... So it could look worse? It, well, it, it, it's going to look worse than what he, Dean Ambrose is doing now. Here, here's my one point the, my one point of favorability towards the Intercontinental Championship being on Raw. We're not going to see the Universal Championship much on that show for the time being. So the fa- it, it could be kind of featured on we'll Raw. Get to, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, it could be featured on Raw, but I'm not really... Not really sure. You put it back on the Miz, I'll be happy. Yeah, I mean, Dean Ambrose needs a big change for me to care about him again because this character is not working with me. Yeah, because if you want to get Roman heel, because Roman and Ambrose, they never had like a full program because yeah. every time we fo- we saw him, it was Survivor Series in that tournament for the for the WWE title, mm-hmm. and then we had they had the two triple threat matches, but we never actually got yeah, well, they were really adversaries. Yeah. They just happened to be in the same match. Yeah, we never yeah. actually got a full program between the two. You think that's something they'll do though? It's something they can do. We haven't seen it. It's new. How long do you think Dean Ambrose holds the Intercontinental Championship for? Do you think they have somebody waiting to take it already? Because we all thought it was Corbin. Yeah, I don't. I guess he's gonna hold it until what SummerSlam. God, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not either, but I really don't know what to think. Um, but as we said, Kevin Owens loses. The next night, he opens <clears> on SmackDown. We had a clean-shaven, fresh-chop Kevin Owens in the suit. I, I like that he came right out and said, this is the new Kevin Owens show. SmackDown just got a huge upgrade. And he's. <laughs> I love that he called himself the new face of America. I love it. Yeah. The U.S. champion. I got so scared when he started that promo because I was like, no, you're not the un-American heel. Yeah. And then he just went back to being an ass kicker, and I'm like, okay, no. Yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> what he is. Corbin comes out. Sami Zayn comes out. AJ Styles comes <clears throat> out. And Daniel Bryan comes out. It was a, a parade out of the back. During this opening segment, AJ Styles full face. Yeah, I was like, "What yeah, is he?" Not even <laughs> baby face. And I guess before we move on, the superstar shakeup brought Kevin Owens to SmackDown, Sami Zayn, Byron Saxton, the Shining Stars, Jinder Mahal. Did they bring Eric? Tamina, Eric's on his way. I think he's in the weeks <laughs> in the coming weeks. Uh, Tamina, Charlotte, Sin Cara. Rusev and Lana, which are they going to be separated? No, Rusev, somebody else, then Lana. <laughs> yeah, so they are separate, and the new yeah. day will be there eventually. I think she's going to be in ring talent. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Um, again, though, no real rhyme or reason to why anybody ended up where they did, which kind of bothers me. I remember you even texting me the one that, like, there are going to be trades, right? And I just remember thinking, like, you know what? I don't think there are. I don't think there's going to be anything. After I said that, I was like, wait, this show's only two hours. There's not a chance we get trades. No. 
no, they should have built that on Raw, or they should have taken some time to build that. Uh, but yeah, all these guys vying for the U.S. Championship. I find it odd that AJ Styles yep. is shooting for the U.S. Championship. Yep. But we Same have a triple thing Ambrose threat. did. Yeah, we have a triple threat number one contenders match for the main event in the evening between Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, and Baron Corbin. The match I thought was fine. I thought the match was great. It was a good match. It's just odd to me the idea that AJ Styles is number one contender for the U.S. title. Yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> Justin opened a promo with Owen saying he's the face of America and just saying he's from Canada and ca- mm-hmm. Canada's better. Just that whole thing, this typical, average, nothing, hard, nothing, nothing too difficult, good heel heat. Mm-hmm. Made the U.S. title more important than it has been in the last two years since Cena had it. Mm-hmm. Right, right from there. And I had the feeling right from the get-go when AJ Styles came on, AJ Styles for the U.S. title, that made me think about Brock. It's like, okay, Brock um, in the whole Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton situation. I'm like, okay, AJ Styles challenging for the U.S. title. I'm assuming we're going to get this at Backlash in May, May, May 21st. So, what what's this going to be? So, since they put so much emphasis on the United States title on on the first show, on the first time it's been on SmackDown, so what about the WWE title when Randy Orton faces Bray Wyatt at Payback? Does... Bray Wyatt win title and take, take out the Raw, and does SmackDown do a little surprise in the coming weeks? And because you know Brock Brock is part time, a surprise in the coming weeks where you get Brock coming to SmackDown. So I think you're putting way more thought into it than they are. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Wait, no, because I think that's a good way to keep Brock away from Roman. That 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 too. But it's like, I agree that it's good. I just think that he's thinking way more about this than they are actually No, because they forced me to do this because this made no sense. I'm, I'm trying to make sense of this. It's like, okay, you throw AJ out to AJ Styles, the, the 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 best, the top thing on SmackDown. No, you could say it, the face the that face runs, that runs the place. The top he thing. Wants to be, he wants to be introduced that way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Still. Yeah. The top thing on SmackDown actually built the show, SmackDown Live, basically. Mm-hmm. You have him go out there for the United States title. And you, you quit right away. You make that title feel important and with AJ Styles your top guy leading into backlash for the uh, for the four coming weeks you can have him go against Kevin Owens for the US title mm-hmm. what about the world title if Bray, Ray Owens facing Bray Wyatt who's on Raw and Bray Wyatt is facing Randy Orton in a match that he came up with mm-hmm like, I put a too much thought to it, but it, this just makes sense. This, this is just logical thinking to me. Well, it's very disjointed. <laughs> it's all over the place. And, the, I mean, they even had to say it on the show, like, oh, this may be a little confusing, guys, <laughs> that some people on Raw are going to, or some people on SmackDown are going to be on a Raw pay-per-view or whatever it was. Or is it a SmackDown pay-per-view? It's a Raw it's pay-per-view. A Raw pay-per-view. Uh, so they're like, yeah, some people from the SmackDown roster are going to be on the Raw pay-per-view. We know it's confusing. Like, yeah, but it doesn't have to be. Like, you exactly. don't have to make it confusing. Again, I've said this at least ten times on the show. If anyone has ever looked at the requirements of being a creative <laughs> writer for WWE, these people should be doing a much better job than this. And they, now, see, they they could they could well, they could have fixed this just by one thing. Just say the um, the roster switches go in effect after after payback. Mm-hmm. That's what they had to do, and that would actually kind of make things make a little bit more sense. They'll still be kind of predictable to an extent, but you. That would actually like, kind of clear things up a bit. 
or just wait till after payback to yeah. do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it have to happen right now. Yeah, or, yeah, I get why because they're trying to ride that momentum from WrestleMania, WrestleMania. Which, which makes sense because it's basically a, a new year, mm-hmm. a new year for a company. It makes sense, but just say like, okay, the, these changes don't take effect to after payback. So actually, some of this stuff kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, I just feel like it was done in a very lazy manner, and they could have done it a lot better. And I don't see how the the same company that pulled out all the stops two weeks ago in Orlando just mailed it in the last two. Well, not last week, but this week. Welcome back, Ron. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what I will say is um, I am excited for the idea of new matchups, you know, fresh feuds that we haven't seen. Uh, it, there's a lot of upside here. Uh, it, it wasn't handled the best way it could have been. But moving into the coming weeks, I mean, this is going to be a good thing. Yeah, because I, for the first time in a long time, I didn't feel a watch a roll was a burden. Yeah. Like I said, there was stuff that happened that I didn't love, but for the most part, it was an entertaining show for the majority of the three hours. Not all three, but it was better than usual. So, going back to... <laughs> The beginning of SmackDown, Kevin Owens clearly felt like the biggest deal. Yeah, but do you think when they when they did Raw, do you think they're in their mind they're like, oh, when we bring out Bray Wyatt, this is gonna be the biggest deal of the show? I wouldn't be surprised if they thought that because there was like like a production aspect to it, like he's in the back, he's. But I just think. I feel like for me personally, as soon as I saw Bray come up, I was like, "Well, now we already know he's getting buried by Finn. not buried, but he's going to lose to Finn Balor." But no, you, get, you get what I'm saying, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like I'm pretty sure yeah, they that thought they gonna thought gonna it was going to get this huge pop. Like, oh my God, Bray Wyatt's here! But because who else would match up to the star power of Kevin Owens on that roster? Now, do you think they handled Bray the best they could have though by having him on the Titan Tron, or do you think they should have had him actually come out? It both was dumb because he's challenging for the title. Like, yeah, and they thing, shouldn't have put him there. Yeah, and another thing's like, what if Bray Wyatt does win? He and the flagship show can have the world title until Brock decides he wants to come back, mm-hmm. and he can end up on probably SmackDown. But that's just the. I'm thinking too much into it because I want this. I'm trying to make this make sense. Well, I'd be happy if that happened. <laughs> One because it means that Bray Wyatt ultimately wins that feud with Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. At As least, he should. Yeah, at least if Bray is going to lose to Finn Balor. It's putting Finn Balor in the rightful spot he was supposed to be in, which is the champion on Raw. And then, like you said, it moves the other title over to SmackDown. I, I think that there's more they could do with it. Although, can SmackDown really afford not to have the title on the Well, show? SmackDown's a two-hour show, and they already put an emphasis on the, on the, US, US, t- t- on the U.S. title. Because right when Owens came out, he he played the typical anti-American heel. He ha- he's Canadian and he has a U.S. title. He made a, he made it a point and you got your top guy or, or already challenging him for it. And that, pa- that pay-per-view, if it happens to the pay-per-view, it's in the, um, in the end of May and then who knows when we get Brock Lesnar back. Yeah. And the money in the banks in June, who knows? He might get cashed in on maybe. Who knows? Anything anybody wants to comment on uh, Eric Rowan and Randy Orton? Why? <laughs> yes. We got Bray on the Titan trying again back-to-back nights. I was more happy seeing Jinder twice than oh, seeing man. Bray twice. And you actually like Bray. And I actually like Bray, but I, I was so disconnected because of the Raw segment mm-hmm. that when I saw him, and 
Then they put Rowan against. Like, Rowan is so bad. Why did Harper ever leave? Like, <laughs> I liked Harper and Rowan as a tag team. I thought they were a good tag team. I thought they had, you know, they fit well together. But yeah, him on his own is not. I mean, Luke Harper far outshines Eric Rowan. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for Eric Rowan. Uh, women's division, we had Shane with a state of the women's division address. Brings out the whole roster. He teases the new entrant. And he's, what is it? It was uh, the daughter of a Hall of Famer, this and that, and it ends up being Tamina. I thought, which I thought was a brilliant, I did too. a brilliant trolling move by Shane. Whoever came up with that, I applaud them because that whole, everybody, even I was like, okay, it's going to be Charlotte. I was Tamina never came to my mind. Did either of you think of Tamina when well, that came up? I forgot about her because she was actually been she's been torn with SmackDown for the last mm-hmm. what three four months. So I was like, oh, we're going to get her eventually. So. I, I'm not shocked. And then Shane even saying, like, oh, I guess you guys are expecting somebody else. Let's bring out the next acquisition, and it was Charlotte. How good of an addition is Charlotte to this women's division? She, again, the women shine because she felt like a huge deal. But I think this segment fell flat, in my opinion. I just think they expected so much, like, people to really expect Charlotte when they're still chanting, we want Sasha. In Boston. In Boston. Do you understand? Like, no, yeah. I was, I saw that, and I'm like, oh, this is bad. Like, and then you bring out Tamina, and it gets even worse. Mm-hmm. We want Sasha. We want Sasha. When clearly Charlotte's coming out. Yeah. Like, well, and that's just another case of WWE not knowing what's going on. Like when they brought Goldberg out in Minnesota, <laughs> and it's like, well, Brock Lesnar went to the University of Minnesota. I'm pretty sure he won a national championship in collegiate wrestling at Minnesota. This is his hometown. You're, they're not going to cheer <laughs> Bill Goldberg here, and they were upset about it. It's like, well, you, like know what you're doing. Like you, you know what these cities are. You know where you are. Like they have to know Sasha's from there. She's going to get a reaction in her hometown. Uh, you're right, though. It does. That's similar to like when I talked about after WrestleMania last year, when all the Bailey chants started, mm-hmm. when you know they had they crowned Charlotte the women's champion. It's like she's not even on the main roster. Let alone there, like she's in NXT. You're like you're taking away from what's going on in the ring now. That's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You you're distracting from what they're actually doing. I don't know if, if I uh, felt as strongly about it as you did, um, but I, I I also was not probably paying as much attention as you. Like um, if they would have built it right. Charlotte could have came across as the biggest star on the show, like Alexa mm-hmm. did the night before. Well, I think I think she came across as the biggest star because she entered a ring, and then she's basically the four-time women's champion, and she's is that the, all it, well, only <laughs> four, right now, right, right now. And sure, it's not fourteen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it feels it. It feels yeah. like that. That next week. But, <laughs> like even her entrance, she like they, she stay on the ramp. She didn't come to the ring. She she has the most extravagant en- entrance mm-hmm. out of all of them. Yeah, and then. I think like I think it's a it's a real good move because you bring Charlotte and you can have new matches because all the SmackDown women they're new, so so so, so Charlotte never really have matches with them other than Becky Lynch so you can have her versus first Carmella her versus Naomi will be fun and and I'll be I'll be interested to see that one because or Naomi yeah mm-hmm. I'll, yeah because she's here yeah <laughs> yeah because I'm because like you already know Charlotte's gonna be the face of the SmackDown Women's Division yeah and she's gonna basically run that division as she as she did, did the Raw Women's Division because she has like she has to be the focal point of that division and 
I actually, I honestly thought, I don't know if you guys saw, but um, Shane, Shane they, WWE sent out that tweet about the state of women's division, and Ember Moon tweeted, interesting. Ah, <laughs> really? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was like, hmm. I did not see that. that. That would make a little bit of sense, because I could see, but, she, but I kind of think she would fall into Apollo Crews territory. But Ember Moon doesn't have to talk. Yeah. They, they try to get her to talk, but she doesn't have to talk. But I think that's not her strong suit. Yeah, she doesn't need to. Yeah, because you, you, you basically... You basically, she's basically a supernatural character, so she mm-hmm. really, shouldn't really have to talk. But I'm excited for the women's division because they said Charlotte is back in the division. We can get her Becky Lynch again, and then all the, all these other matches. And then we already know she's probably going to be first in line to face Naomi. And then the matches will be fun, but the build will be kind of really interesting. Because Charlotte's going to get cheered. She's going to get cheered. <laughs> I, I don't know. Charlotte's real heel heat. I just worry about the like the build with the promo wise because Charlotte's going to eat Naomi up. Because Naomi doesn't, she, when she, as a baby face, she like she seems like you could tell that's her voice, but it just mm-hmm. doesn't work. Anybody else laugh when she said she was gonna chin check James yeah, Ellsworth? Did. <laughs> did, she say, did, she, did she say get your side chin or your side your chick? side chick? Okay, <laughs> which I love that too. <laughs> I just a side no, chick. No, she she called Ellsworth Carmella's side chick, with okay. that, which I thought was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I wasn't sure if it was chin or chick. Yeah, chick, and then she said he was gonna get chin checked. <laughs> I did enjoy that little segment of it. Uh, I always like when Ellsworth interjects himself. I know, so good. I love that he, he called them Carmelsworth. Like, <laughs> yeah. my people watch this show. Again, they found the perfect role for him. <laughs> Again, getting dragged down the ramp by uh, by Carmella. Carmella, yeah. So how long before Charlotte is the SmackDown Women's Champ? Backlash. So you think ASAP? Yeah. She's the Women's Champ. Yeah, that's quick. I think probably like by June. Next, the next month. <laughs> do you think that she has like a legit feud with Naomi, or you think she just wins it and moves on to something else? Oh, she'll, have, she'll have her a legit feud. A feud, yeah. I hope so, because I feel like Naomi deserves at least that. You know, she wins that title. It was like a good moment. She gets injured, has to, to drop it the next day. It was a great moment, her winning the title in her hometown in Orlando. Uh, I, I would like to see her at least get the dignity of having a legitimate feud if she's going to lose that title. Um, tag division. American Alpha versus the Usos. The Usos retain. I really like this match. I think these guys, no matter what, anytime the four of them are in there together, it's always going to be a good match. And my God, do I love the Usos as a heel <laughs> tag team. Yeah, they're so good. That match was was best match of the prior two shows. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, it was a great match. I really, though, am like, I'm buying as much stock as I can in the Usos right now. I hope that they really run with them for a while. Well, Especially because they ran with them for so long when nobody cared about them. Yeah, and they, were, was like, they were having great matches. They were having great matches, yeah, they they great great matches. matches but it was like the crowd yeah. just didn't care. And now it's like, okay, like they got something. I kind of want them to talk more, though. Yeah, you're which happy I, which, about the Usos. I am, which I yeah, never I thought I'd say that, but I just I like this gimmick on them. Yeah, because they I haven't heard them talk since that promo. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's not paranoia. It's the Usos. Which it's a great catch. I'd have them talking every week after that one. Yeah, you're you're not as high on the Usos as me. Oh, I I, I am. I just okay. At least I got on the show this week. We'll put mm-hmm. it that. We'll put it that way. The matches, like, like you said, the crowd never cares for them, but they always have phenomenal matches. And for the for, for the last three four years basically, and the ma- this match was no this match was no different. But where do you go from here now? Cause I, don't I was, know. like I was shocked we didn't get like a big tag team 
We got the Shining, the Shining Stars. Stars wasn't enough? Oh my no. gosh, what a disappointment. <laughs> well, we, oh, we have the New Day. I forgot the New Day. The we, new, we, yeah, we, we'll we, we've seen day. that. We've seen that before, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Because who knows when the next time we'll even see the Usos. But we haven't seen this carnage, incarnation yeah, it's of the, the Usos with the New Day. Yeah. Yeah, which true. I think will be a lot of fun. I do like that. But I think as far as the SmackDown tag division, I think there's going to be probably a bunch of makeshift tag teams. Do we get any love for Brazongo at any point? No. No. no I wish. No. I do. I can't wait to see a segment with them in the new day. <laughs> oh my god, it's <laughs> it is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see how upset Xavier gets when he gets a ticket. For his boots? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still have my ticket. I was going to say, what's worse, his boots or your jean jacket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For anybody listening who doesn't have an idea at. Access on Sunday of WrestleMania weekend. Alo, well, we ran into these guys who were dressed as Brazongo in the cop outfits with the sleeves cut off. They had a book of tickets. And Alo specifically seeked them out to get a picture with them, and they wrote Alo a ticket for wearing a jean jacket in 2017. <laughs> they told him that was a no no. They wrote no no on the ticket, I believe, right? That is so good. It was probably the highlight of access for you, right? Yeah, and they said hold up with some respect. Uh, other than me meeting our truth. Yes. <laughs> that was the highlight of, of access for Alo. Uh, yeah, I. I don't know what to think of the tag division on SmackDown. I hope that it gets better because, yeah, it can't just be the same two teams every week. No, I think we need, like, two stars. Like, Sheamus and Zara-level tag team where, like, two stars just get together and make a tag team. Mm -hmm. Is there anybody you see they could do that with? Well. Since you asked. Since you asked. (laughs) I think it's time for Sami Zayn to get in a tag team. So that's who I was thinking of, but who's on that roster for him to team with? Ty Dillinger, because the 10 is going to die if they don't give us something to, like, really grab onto. Right. Well, if they don't shoot it, they shoot it properly, but they wish they continue not to. Yeah, yeah that annoyed me again, that they, they cut off his... They did better this week, but still, they didn't, shoot, they didn't shoot it properly. Yeah, I mean, I get it. He's not going to wear the vest till pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But, like, dude... Tell them like this is what I do, and they and then his floor titantron isn't even right. Like he used to step to something. Yeah. Now he's just like stepping to a background, and the ten is all the <laughs> way back there. Yeah, they they did definitely did not debut him as well as they did the revival. The revival has been debuted perfectly. Ty Dillinger not as much. Uh, Mojo Rally, I guess, is going to be a thing with him and Gronk. Well, it was in Boston. That's why Gronk was there. Yeah, that's there. why Gronk was there. Although, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I don't hate Gronk being there. <laughs> to me, he's the one athlete, the one pro athlete now that like best fits WWE. Yeah. I almost would like to see him just retire from football and full-time WWE. I don't know if he could talk, but I, I have a feeling he could. And he's a huge guy. He's a great athlete. And he's a maniac. And I would love to see him actually do it, but I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm actually liking Mojo's work in the ring. His character, not so much, but I think he's getting a lot better in the ring. He is. Well, he's a good athlete, and he's a, he's a deceptively big guy. Like, he's a huge guy. Yeah. And uh, How big did he look next to Gronk as far as, like, mass? Yeah, he's huge. <laughs> um, and he's got that super high energy, which I think is always good, and it, it plays well on TV. But you're right, the the personality and the... Well, not the personality, but the character is just not there. Yeah, because he has the personality. He's like, 
but it's, it's just that character. So do you think he needs to stop staying so hype? <laughs> or hyped as it's it's got the ED on the end? Yeah. He needs to relax. <laughs> he needs to chill a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> At least he's not doing hyperdrive anymore, because that was a yeah. terrible finish. <laughs> uh, we mentioned Ty Dillinger. He had a match with the now solo Aiden English. I like that. I was going to say, how did you guys feel about I was so happy oh. that he brought that back. <laughs> Me too. No, uh, I thought Castle's, Enzo and Castle were going to come out. Because they had that sing-off in NXT. I do remember that. That was awesome, the sing-off. I don't know if Aiden English is going to get any mileage out of it, but as someone who remembers it from NXT, I was happy to see it. <laughs> and it was something good to give him to do without Gotch there anymore. I'm happy that he got some airtime. That's all I care about. Like, I get happy for these guys. Like, like Ty Dillinger, when he finally debuted. Mm-hmm. Aiden English, he's debuting by himself. I'm happy for him. Yeah, me too. Uh, Alo, I will turn this one over to you because the last thing I have written down that we need to talk about was an atrocious Dolph Ziggler heel promo. <laughs> uh, we clamored for a heel Dolph Ziggler for how long? And they basically gave us like the one version of it that they shouldn't have. Like he's not the show off. He's not. It, it's, he's just like I don't know. Like this faux angry, faux mean. I, I don't know what it is, but it's like it's terrible. WWE.com interview after he loses a match. Yeah. Face Ziggler. Like, he's cutting the same promos he was cutting before. Mm -hmm. I do this every night better than everybody back there. Okay, we get it. Jesus Christ. It's like, do you really, though? (laughs) Like, there's a reason why... There's a reason why you're where you are. And I don't know. I... I don't even blame him for this. It's like, why did they go with this cat? I just wanted to see him go back to the show-off. Dude, honestly, I forgot he was even on the roster. <laughs> I, I, I forget every week. And it's just like, oh, yeah, he's still there. We haven't seen him in weeks. And, and I'm just like, oh, Dolph Ziggler's here. And you know, I love Dolph Ziggler, but ever since we started the show, it's like he's gotten worse and worse. And then you and then you shoot me down on him with the I'm going to try real hard thing. And then they give me this. And yeah. I'm like, he's okay, he's kind of the same promo. Oh, these new guys, they're going to outshine. Like, Shut up. And then... I'm pissed we're not going to get Shinsuke versus The Miz now. Yeah. Because Dolph can't put over Shinsuke like um, The Miz can on the mic. The match will be fine. Ziggler will bump all over the place. But what is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Now, you said the highs this week were high. Mm-hmm. Was Nakamura coming out one of the highs for you or not really because he, he just came out and didn't really do anything again? Nah, because he just came out. I wanted to see him. I was hoping they'd have him wrestle a match. The one thing I'll say for him, though, is like he proved back-to-back weeks like he cannot do anything and Still he gets get the crowd it. go nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I would like to see him do something. Maybe they're just saving it for a pay-per-view. I don't know if he's going to have a match on SmackDown next week. Probably. But now, are we safe in that this is his program now? Is it with Ziggler, or is it going to change again next week? Is he going to come out for a new guy every week? I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, uh, At least I'm excited to see him work with Ziggler. It's like Aaron said, he's gonna, Ziggler's going to bump like a madman. Yeah, the, ma- the match will be fine. It's just getting to the match. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see how they get there. I do want to see it. I think it will be a fun match. It will be a good match. So, superior show this week, Raw or SmackDown? Wait. Uh Uh-huh. Shinsuke and Rusev. 
That'd be awesome too. Well, how long is Rusev out? He, he's almost ready, I think. And when did they say Lana? That say coming soon. Coming soon, just like the new day. Hmm. Yeah, I would like to see him against Rusev. That'd be that's a good match. Fun. Yeah, like Rusev is is very underrated. But, I feel but like. I need Rusev talking though. Yeah, I, I need him because he wants handsome. I need Rusev talk because like Rusev, like Rusev cut promos. It's bad, but it's so good. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's so bad, it's good. Wait, but Shinsuke is good too because remember when he grabbed Samoa Joe's nose? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get you know what I'm saying, but like, just like that most obnoxious, like Rusev says the most obnoxious things, and you just and you just start laughing, and then when when Shinsuke reacts to it, it's gonna be funny too. Yeah, like like. Rusev, it's almost like he says things and like he doesn't know what he's about to say before he says it. He just kind of stumbles into something and it ends up being hilarious. Yeah, I, I forgot who he said. I think it was wrong. I was like, better than you. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed so hard because it came out of nowhere. I think he said the Roman. I think. I I'm not 100% sure. Well, he is handsome, Rusev. Rusev so. is an underrated pick to go Rusev to Smackdown. Rusev is hilarious. Because I think now, especially without Lana, mm-hmm. if that's the way they're going, I think he can go back to being that like silent like killer even though we're talking about how funny he is yeah i think he can go back to being that heel that just like kills people does lana lose the accent mm, i don't know because well she does lose the accent sometimes She's well tell diva, diva she there's no accent but even on raw there were sometimes she would talk without the accent mm-hmm. and i'd be like oh you forgot <laughs> i think so they're going with like some dancer gimmick right? mm-hmm. yeah that's what it looks like um she might i think it's kind of weird to just drop it mm-hmm. like that because it's not like she went to a new show that nobody's watched before it's like obviously we're all watching both shows we know maybe they'll do speech therapy or something maybe <laughs> so raw or smackdown this week superior show and which one are you more excited for going forward after the shake-up um i think raw is better this week but i'm, I'm more interested to see what to do with smackdown because smackdown has like a lot of unanswered questions because they put so much emphasis on this U.S. title thing with AJ Styles. They may be, they possibly may be without a world title. And then the tag team division, if whenever it gets on TV, and the whole women's division on SmackDown, those are new matches too. So I'm excited to kind of see how SmackDown's going to shake out. You know, I'm really excited to see Raw, but Raw is still stacked because, like yeah. I said, Bray Wyatt, who was. Probably a third guy on SmackDown. He's at least five or six in the pecking order on mm-hmm. Raw now. And you got to balance out Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. How are you going to do that? You got Roman on it too. How are you going to do that? Yeah, I don't know. Prep, which was the better show this week and which one are you looking forward to more long term? I like Is SmackDown. Is still going to be the, You did? Okay. I think it's still going to be the A show. Yeah, I do, I do too. It's just like yeah. Raw. It's like they have. Like, now they just have so much they got to balance. Well, yeah. Bray Wyatt is just going to go back to being Bray Wyatt, mm, yes. what, he, what he essentially always was. So, what are you going to do with Dean Ambrose? What are you going to do with um, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Roman Reigns? What are you going to do with these guys? Yeah, SmackDown's going to be great. I want to see Kevin Owens versus Luke Harper every night. <laughs> every night. <laughs> I mean, it would be an awesome match to see every yeah, night. Yeah, I hope they beat the crap out of each other. Uh, anything anyone else wants to add for anything on Raw, SmackDown, or any other wrestling-related topic? Check my notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we could go to listener questions if nobody has anything else. Yes, we got a few questions. Okay. <clears throat> we got a question from the godfather of the podcast, Joe Laffer. All right. Overrated, underrated. Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean, that's tough. Uh, but you know what I'll say? 
because it's very easy to say overrated for him because there's nobody that has a bad thing to say about him. But like I said last week, my coworker Phil, who had never seen Nakamura oh, before, it was Phil, yeah, okay. had never seen Nakamura before. He's been playing that song nonstop at work since he saw him <laughs> debut on SmackDown last week. He has not. He actually got one of his friends to watch his entrance, who does not watch wrestling at all. And he said, "Okay, I, I want to go the next time." You know, SmackDowns in Philadelphia. So people that have not seen him wrestle a match yet are actually excited to go see him without him having done anything yet. So to me, I would put him underrated. As easy, as hard as it is to say he's underrated because everybody is crazy for him, the fact that outside people are already drawn to him, I'll say underrated. Yeah, I think he's rated just right. I think now that he's on TV, we see what he is, and I think he'll even... When you know he wrestles a match, they're gonna like him even more. Mm-hmm. The casuals. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Ron with saying overrated. I mean underrated because he, basically he hasn't done a thing except come out twice, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, "Who is this guy?" Even Angel, she's like, "What's he supposed to be?" <laughs> I'm like, "Just think of Michael Jackson and Thriller." <laughs> that's basically that's basically what he is. And even when she comes out, she does the little hand thing. Mm-hmm. Does she really? Yeah. Even the crowd. Two weeks. Even the casual fans singing his song. Yeah. Already, he's done nothing. Mm-hmm. Ty Dillinger. Again, I'll say underrated just because I think the guy's actually good at what he does. Um, that character works. He, I feel like he got better with promos over the last six, eight months. Um his matches are typically good, and at least with the NXT crowd, like he had that place in a frenzy every time he came out. I don't know if we'll get the same exact reaction on the main roster, and I don't know if they'll let him shine like he was in NXT, but the fact that people have been doing the 10 chant since August, enough to the point where they made him the number 10 entrant in the Royal Rumble, there, there is something they could do with him, so I'll say underrated, because I don't think people probably have very high hopes for him. Yeah, I think I think underrated too. Underrated and underutilized. Like I said during the SmackDown review, I think they need to give him something. Even when he debuted in the Royal Rumble, I was the guys like I'm all about the surprise. So mm-hmm. I was like, why don't they just put him on the main roster and toss him into like a big feud right away? Because the dude he deserves. He's been in developmental for like ten years. Yeah, a long time. And he's always been good it's just now he has this character where he knows what his character is and even from heel to baby face he can move because from heel it's like oh I'm better than you Yeah. and now commentary explains he's a baby face yeah but he's a perfect 10 and they mm-hmm. explain how it's all about knowing your worth and knowing what you are no matter what yeah. what they say yeah, you about you you can tell both stories yep. before Alo goes I don't remember if that first NXT show here in 2015 if that was the first time he ever trotted out that perfect 10 gimmick. But I do remember him coming out, like, holding up the card after every match. And over the course of the night, the crowd went more and more crazy over it. And I remember Kevin Owens tweeted afterwards saying, like, seeing Ty Dillinger win the crowd over through the course of the night is, like, what I love about this business. So a guy like Kevin Owens, who has been in it for a long time, who has seen about everything you can see, who was already on the fast track in NXT at that point. Um, I think that says a lot about what Ty Dillinger is bringing to the table with that character. Alo? This is difficult. It is difficult. I'll say overrated. Okay. My reasoning is because 
as you know, NX, the NXT crowd, they make you. Mm-hmm. And he was in NXT for a while before he even did the 10 thing. We, we, um, take over Brooklyn. That's when I think he debuted the take the 10 gimmick officially on on TV. Mm-hmm. And we, I was just like, we was like, what is this? He's like, oh, he did this at um yeah at, at the tower. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Like, okay. It took a while. Took a while. Took a while to get over. Took a while to get over. But mm-hmm. the NXT crowd, like, they latch on to anything, and then they see you work hard. They'll like love you. Yeah. But. Ty Dillinger, from entering perspective, everybody says he's like a good hand. Mm-hmm. And basically, in this business, in wrestling, there's plenty of guys that are actually good hands. Like Curtis Axel was basically labeled as a good hand, getting, yeah. the, getting the rock ready for um, his comeback. Mm-hmm. And Dillinger was a part of Seth Rollins getting back because that was a part of his, his rub, too. Yeah. Was getting the, um, the thumbs up from Seth, from the props from Seth Rollins. And. From his matches wise, he doesn't really have many memorable matches from an in ring perspective. Like his best match, I think, was with he had a ma- um I believe it was almost his debut, mm-hmm. and then at Takeover San Antonio with Eric Young. Yeah. So overrated for you. Yeah. And do we have another one or that yeah. was all three? The revival. The revival. I'll let Josh take this one first. I think they're underrated. <laughs> no, no. I think they're rated just right now coming out and seeing how they're doing on the main roster. But I think they're going to be they're, – they're just going to keep going up. Like, they're only going to get better on there as far as heel – they're already the best heel tag team on, on Raw. Mm-hmm. Like, who is it? Them in the club. Like, they already leapfrog the club. It, it doesn't take much to leap over them. Yeah. Yeah. Halo? I would say underrated because, well, like Prep said, it for, they brought them up properly. They brought them up. I, I mentioned months ago that they, they bring them up, they need to put them against New Day because they're polar opposites of each other. New Day is the fun, the fun jokey, the, the um, revival, they're like, they're like the typical beat, you, beat, beat them mm-hmm. up tag team heels. And they did, they, like, even this past week overall, they did things that work. Like, like shirts work. Eat, like, Oh, and three sixteen. Sheamus five fifteen. Shirt like shirts like that. Like that mm-hmm. work. It always works because people people always like. Oh, I like that shirt. Yeah, I want one. It's catchy. Like shirts always work. Just those little things like that. And then in WWE for the past year and a half, tag team wrestling has been dead. The New Day actually probably the New Day in a way made a parody of a tag team division yeah. for the entire tag team title run. There was only they only had one redeemable match, and that was against um 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 Y two AJ. Uh, in January, and after that, it was like, okay, what are they doing? A few few shows they, they didn't even wrestle, and we for tag team wrestling, we had to latch on to NXT. And the thing with the revival is, I gave them crap because I thought they had they had no charisma, and they got crickets for months. They did get crickets, but at Takeover Dallas when they fought American Alpha, they got crickets. But it's like, okay, it's like okay, these guys kind of actually like arrived because mm-hmm. for, for some reason they just kept beating Enzo and Cass. And people were just like really disappointed. They kept beating Enzo in the past. But when he put him against American Alpha, they were like, okay, these guys are like here. And they actually developed the revival gimmick because they were just the mechanics. And now they they became the revival. They actually had a legit gimmick. And it would basically be labeled as the revival of tag team wrestling. And tag team wrestling has been dead in WWE. And now bringing a tag team that's actually a tag team that works that kind of bruiser style, it it works and it's needed for what is needed on Raw and SmackDown. <coughs> yeah, I'm going to agree with underrated because I think there was a, a big segment of people that 
just weren't coming around on those guys. It was like we saw them, ah, uh, you know. Yeah, because it was silent. It was silence. I'm not lying. You, yeah. you go back to the old NXT shows, even takeovers, silence mm-hmm. when they came out. They had crickets. Yeah, and there were a lot of people who just never came around on them just because it's like, oh, this is my first impression of them. That's what they are. It's like, well, no, they did grow into those roles. Their matches were phenomenal all the time. Uh, the, the characters that they had, the, the violence that they had, the psychology that they had, I think they're bringing a huge boost to the tag team division. And I don't know if people are quite appreciating how good they are yet, so I'll say underrated. Yeah, and hopefully they get over because this is basically a test period. Because now that um, the New Day is going to roll, what do they do now? Because it's all about if they get over these first few months, whether they're going to get the tag titles or not. Because I do think they'll beat the Hardys. I do think they will get over mm-hmm. because Corey Graves, in commentary, they do a good job of putting these guys over right away. If, and then when Corey Graves loves you, it kind of gets everybody else to kind of like you. Because yeah. Corey Graves loving somebody's like the seal they, of approval. Because <laughs> everybody that Corey Graves loves is basically good. Yeah. He, he even hates heels, even mm-hmm. though he's a heel commentator. <laughs> yeah. Which I love. I watched their debut, like. I watched that segment of them coming out like six times, and I love Corey Gray's reaction when he's like, yes, yes, a thousand times, yes. <laughs> like, he just puts them over so high. Oh, yeah. He really did. Um, any more questions? Yeah, we had a question, few questions from Dom and the Lowdown Lloyd, no relation. Okay. Isn't it odd that WWE superstars bash WWE movies on WWE programming? Yes, but it, but it is funny. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, I, I've always I laughed so hard when he sent me that because I I just find it hysterical because they really do do it. Because what did what did Ambrose say to Miz the other night? Like, oh, whatever you do, John. Because when he was still acting like yeah, he thought he was, as long as not the Marine Five. Yeah, whatever you do, don't do the Marine Five. I thought yeah. that was funny. Now, do you think Dean was supposed to actually be that? Ridiculous that he thought it was John and Nikki, or do you think he was just playing? Supposed to be playing into it. Playing into it. But he sold it though. He did. Like yeah, I, I was kind so. of hoping that he really thought it. Like that's how out of it he is, and he just thinks this is John Cena. Yeah, I was. <laughs> he had me for a little bit. I, was like, I mean, obviously, I know it's a work, but like mm-hmm. he, he did really good at like. Oh yeah, John. Yeah, like just talking to them like it was the two of them. <laughs> and he did Dirty Deeds the Mids, so mm-hmm. maybe that might be a thing again. Yeah. And Miz get his title back. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Oh, and congratulations, Dean and Renee. Yeah, congratulations yeah. on their their marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next question is: How long before the Shield reunites? I think it's going to be a while. I'm not even ready to put a, a time frame on it, but I don't think they're about to do that anytime soon. Yeah, I hope it's like a year or two. Yeah, because with Owens moving to um to SmackDown, because we never we never even got. Anything from that Kevin Owens Triple H thing yeah. from two months ago, mm-hmm. so we never got an answer to that. Yeah, so th- that, that added up to nothing. Exactly. <laughs> so that was probably a six-man tag you could have got to reunite the show. Seth needs two partners. Yeah, but I honestly don't know. Whenever they decide they want to make Roman that baby face, mm-hmm. that's what'll get them over. Yeah, put put the show back together for, <laughs> for a couple nights. Yeah. The only thing that bums me out. Out about not getting the payoff to the Kevin Owens Triple H thing. Donovan would appreciate this. Is we didn't get Pete Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't the WWE get the Dully Boys the push they gave the Hardys coming back? So I have a very simple answer to this. The Hardys were, I don't even know if it's arguable, like the biggest thing outside of WWE. Agreed. So them coming in is like, okay, we're going to capitalize on this. Whereas the Dudleys were just. 
don't want to say just the Dudleys because they're legendary, but they were not coming in nearly as hot as the Hardys were. Let's be honest, Ron. Mm-hmm. The Dudleys are not the Hardys. <laughs> That's, it's that simple. Yeah, I agree with Ron because the, the Hardys were the biggest thing in wrestling. Even on, on TNA. Mm-hmm. They got recognition for being yeah. the biggest thing in wrestling. So it's like, okay, you got to come back and put the tiles on you. The Dudleys, did they deserve one more run to get 10? 10? 10, yeah. I mean, for the, 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 the second they came in, that's what we were all just saying. Like, they're eventually going to get 10 because they keep talking about them having 9, and it just, like, never happened. Yeah. <laughs> so. But, yeah, uh, that, that I think is why. Yeah. And to Josh's point, I, I don't know who I who I prefer, to be honest, but I'm not going to disagree with, like, the Hardys are, are the Hardys. Yeah, because I like, I like the Dullies, but other than that, they didn't really do anything for me. Sorry, Eck. Yeah, sorry. Because I got because my, my my tag my tag Rushmore, Hardys, Edge and Christian Outlaws. And I'm sorry, but I just thought they were great together. Team Hell No. <laughs> no, they were great. Together. I am sorry, but they were hysterical. That did a lot for both guys. Yes. Uh, I I was always <coughs> more of a Dudley's guy than a Hardys guy, but I'm not going to take anything away from the Hardys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm big on the Hardys. That's that's my like number one mm-hmm. tag team of all time. All right. Next question. Do you guys feel that the shoulder to the post move is overused? Yeah. There, there, there's a handful of moves you could say are overused. The, the super kick, the suicide dive. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. I'd say it's overused. It happens multiple times in every match now, it seems. Yeah, I agree. That It looks painful. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's, but it's wrestling. What can you do? I will give them credit, though, that they, they put those... Encasings around the yeah. the posts, which I assume probably hurt a lot less because they're hollow and they sound a lot better. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of kills two birds with one stone. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because when Charlotte did it to Nia, it sounded like she got hurt. Mm-hmm. Nia Jackson thought she was the Miz because she didn't even catch Charlotte. She didn't catch Charlotte. <laughs> she, she definitely went to Miz's wrestling school. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for questions for tonight. So no more questions. All oh, right. One more question. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Another one from the Godfather. Was this shakeup more important than WrestleMania? Meaning, did Vince have all this planned out and book Mania based on this stupid shakeup? I don't know if you, I, I could even answer this question with a yes or no. All I will say is I hope not, because as lazily as it was done, as haphazard as it seemed, I hope that this was not some huge priority for them because they did not execute it very well at all. No, I'm going to tell you the conversation. It was about 10 minutes before Raw started. <laughs> We're going to have a shake-up next week, guys. I'm going to figure it out next week. <laughs> like that's, that's all I see happening in his head. And the fact that it had to be branded a superstar shake they had to keep calling it that over and over again really bothered me too. But that goes back to my annoyance with the over-branding. Halo? I'm going to say no because WrestleMania actually mattered this year. Because remember, last year, WrestleMania, the night after, basically made everything else obsolete. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing mattered mm-hmm. the next night of, um, the next night of Raw last year. So I, this wasn't more important than WrestleMania to me. Did they know certain things? Maybe. Some things you could just easily just do. But as far as the big names, no. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for your questions. What do we have? We had The Godfather. We had Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. No relation. Was there anybody else? That was it. 
All right, so thank you for your questions. Uh, that is the show for this week. Check out Falls Count Anywhere uh, with Derek McCauley and Rusty Agostino. We will be having a throwback madness with... Backlash 2000, overbooking at its finest. <laughs> Chosen by Halo Aaron Lloyd. So with that, that is the show for this evening. When you watch this show, you're going to see why... I love this show. <laughs> this is like everything I love. <laughs> well, I, I look forward to yeah. it. Uh, for Josh Prepaguina, for the voice that runs the place, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the European champion, hailing from Bangor, Maine, until someone from Maine downloads the podcast, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince man, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.